Welcome to Thank Minute Reviews. I am Adam. The big news yesterday, um, E3, the annual event, which has fallen on rough times recently, um, is not going to be happening this year. That is, no physical event in Los Angeles, no digital-only event um, where people can watch it from home, nothing. No E3 this year. Um, here's the thing about E3. From what I remember, I, I seem to recall E3 being a mostly industry event. Like, it's not... E3 was not designed to be for fans in the same way Gamescom is or PAX or any of the other kind of gaming conventions. Like, the, the issue is, like... They're, they're not there for for fans. It's for the industry. And E3, in recent times, before the advent of, um, what's it called, before the advent of the pandemic, did kind of open up a little bit, and they were kind of like, oh, and here, we can allow some fans in, and now we're going to have some fans at the event. It was mostly an industry thing for game journalists and the, uh, the industry to kind of look at it and, and be like that. That's what it was for mostly. Um... And I think that E3 kind of has fallen the way of the dinosaur. I mean, I, I don't think... In a world where virtual events can happen easily and video games are already an inherently virtual, you know, thing, the idea of a, a physical convention center is kind of silly. And we've seen, like, Steam Next Fest, which, which happened and was this, this cool event where... You know, a bunch of indie developers showed off their new games that are coming. And it, it's this really cool thing. Like, I, I think that if we're going to look at, like, what the... Be- like, and the thing is, too, you have to look at from the perspective of the of the game developers and the publishers, is it a, the best use of marketing budget to do E3? Because, like, that's the thing. It's like, E3 is, is not, like... That fans can go to E3. I'm not saying fans can't go to E3. I'm saying it's a lot less of a fan environment. It's much more of a trade show. It's like, you don't get fans going to CinemaCon. You don't get fans going... Like, those, like that event, or, or there's, a, there's one that's for, um, like, you know, toys and stuff like that, where it's like we have all of these retailers who are showing off their toys. And it's like, it's for retailers, and it's for, you know, toy publishers and toy makers, and it's, it's like, that's what that is designed for. It's not designed for fans. Like, a fan could probably go. And same with the network upfronts, where it's like, it's more like, you know, we're showing off to others what we're doing in advance of what we're doing, so that way people are ready, willing, and able to give us their money when it happens, but rather than relying on people going in and, and having a fan base, we're doing it this way. I mean, look at, like, how... Like, I went to New York Comic Con in 2012. Um, and, and there was a sizable video game, like, showing. Like, there, like the, the, the Hulu Theater was doing Avengers. Um, they had the Avengers game playable on the show floor. Um, they had the new My Hero Academia game at the time playable on the show floor. Iron Man VR um, had, a, had a showing, and I want to say Predator had a showing, too, where you can walk into this big um, uh, engagement environment, I forgot what it's called, but you can walk in and, and look around and, you know, play the game in there, and it's it's that kind of thing where it's like you can, you can do all of this and you can 
get with fans. And and the thing is, too, it's like to say that, like, at these events, press is still at these events. So you're still going to get the same coverage. Like, you can go to Gamescom and you can and you can do stuff at Gamescom. And then you can, like, IGN and, and Gizmodo and, um, uh, what's it called? What's the other one? Um, uh, fuck. Um, like, Kotaku and all the other, you know, like gaming sites are still going to show up and report on it in the same way that, like, you know, they still show up and report on New York and San Diego uh, Comic-Con and and, uh, and Emerald City Comic-Con and, and, you know, the one that they have, I forgot what it's called, CCXP, I think it's called, down in um, in Rio de Janeiro. It's like, they, they still show up and they still go and report on it. So what's the point of, co- like, what's the point of doing a designated event that is specifically for fans, especially considering that there are three major, three major companies that make, well, I mean, really four, like, they're, where we talk about platforms, like, there's Sony, there's Microsoft, there's Nintendo, and then, like, you know, technically PC, where it's like, I mean, PC is also Microsoft, but, you know, it, it is a fourth kind of platform, the, the PC gaming market is its own thing, and, you know, if Nintendo is not showing up every year, and they may have a few games playable on the show floor, and they're going to do that, well, then what's the point of having the event? Now, do I think it's going to be a permanent thing where E3 is never going to happen again? No, of course, E3 will be back. I think that what happened was they're trying to retool it going into next year. And part of the problem is, too, as the game industry kind of consolidates in this weird way that we saw similar to the studio system consolidate in the, uh, in, in the, in the 20th century. We're seeing that now with the video game industry, with Microsoft buying up all these companies, Sony to a lesser degree buying up companies, and Nintendo just being Nintendo, um, and continuing to partner with indies to really kind of, you know, mobilize their space. I think that what we're seeing is a, a environment that is not conducive to this kind of thing, while like, a trade show for this doesn't quite work anymore, where it's, like, EA is gonna come and show their stuff off, Microsoft's gonna show their stuff off, Bethesda's gonna show their stuff off, Blizzard's gonna show their stuff off, and it's, like, well, Blizzard's now owned by Microsoft, Bethesda's now owned by Microsoft, that's, you know, you're taking three panels at three major event times and cutting it down into one, um, and then because a lot of indie developers are partnering for and becoming second-party developers and partnering with Sony or Microsoft or, um, or or Nintendo to be exclusive, they get lumped in with this. So, like, you'll have, like, Nintendo will do their big event, but they'll also have the Nintendo Indie Showcase, where it's, like, Nintendo's going to show off all of their partners and, and you know, all of their ind- independent developers who are, you know, hey, we're making this game and it's coming to the Switch exclusively. And it's that it's like that's the kind of thing that you know it doesn't quite work. Where something like PAX or Gamescom still does work, because PAX and Gamescom are still dedicated to to doing like um, what's it called to doing um, to allowing for a freer space. Where it's like you know a lot of what they're devoting time to at E3 is devoting time to showing off what the studios are doing, and, and look, you're always going to need to have something like this, I think that, like, you know, there's no company that doesn't benefit from having their own, um, what's it called, from having their own event like this, like, definitely, like, you know, the video game industry definitely benefits from E3, like, 
Disney definitely benefits from, uh, what's it called, from D23, the comics industry and the, you know, even the movie industry now, um, benefit greatly from New York and from uh, the, the various comic cons that are all over the country. I, I use New York and San Diego, those, those are the big, you know, I, I mean, San Diego's the big one, and then, like, New York's the big one where I'm from. I'm sure if someone was from Seattle, they'd be talking about Emerald City, or if someone was from, like, Miami, they'd be talking about Miami Comic Con or something like that. Like, it, it, it's that kind of thing, where it's like, you know, these are major events. Looking at, you know, broadly where this is going, I don't think we necessarily need, you know... Like, I, I think that a trade show like this is helpful, but you need to embrace the fans and make it into more of a space where it's not dominated by the major industries. And you gotta make it easier for independent people to come in. Like, if you look at Comic-Con and you look at all of these other things... It's fairly easy for people with quality content to get in. Like, look at film festivals. Uh, look at Sundance. Look at, you know, all of these other things. Where, like, if you have a quality product, they'll show your product off. You can, you can go in. Like, if you make a quality movie and you submit it to Sundance, it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars. It doesn't matter if you have $30 million. It doesn't matter if you have $10. You can get into Sundance. As long as you pay the admission fee. And it's the same thing where it's like, you know, they need to lower the barrier to entry. And they need to make the event more accessible. And I think that once they do those two things and make the... It, that's what this is about more, I think, more than anything else. This is about retooling the event so that way the the fan bases of the... Ver, uh, uh, you know, can, can accept, access it more easily. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, look, I, I, I understand that, you know... Like Nintendo, like Pokemon is basically a second party title, um, or almost a first party title at this point, where it's like it is exclusive to Nintendo and it will probably never come out on a non Nintendo system. That said, I think that like Nintendo should allow the Pokemon company to do its own thing when it comes to talking about you know what what their games are. Like it shouldn't be dependent on Nintendo. Now uh, I don't really have too much more to say on this. I mean, look. E3 is going back in 2023. They announced that when they made the announcement that it wasn't going to happen this year. I think that the issue is becoming rapidly that it, the industry is noticing that they don't need to do E3 anymore in the age of the internet. Um, because of how all the information is being distributed without needing this third-party service. And then on top of it... Historically, in the past, E3 has been available for everyone to just watch online, and then they start charging for it. Um, so yeah, so we'll wrap up there, because really there's not too much more to say on the matter. Like, it's going to come back, and it's going to have a, excuse me, it's going to have an entirely new thing to it, I would assume, because they need to, they need to revamp. There needs to be a revamp over how they handle, um, how they handle the event. But if they don't, there's going to be no show. Um, so, um, yeah. So we'll be back with more news as it happens. It's just the C3 thing was probably the biggest story of the week. Um, so we'll wrap up there. So, um, yeah, this week I'm covering the consultant over on Beware of Spoilers. Uh, and we will be... Uh, and then we got The Flash tomorrow morning... Uh, consultant tomorrow uh, afternoon, evening, and um, Sonic the next week, and then Fantastic Beasts. 
Um, so until then, have a great rest of your week.